don't spend your whole life studying, because uh, you'll go insane. This is You Should Know, the podcast about campus life at Seton Hall University. I'm Annie Madden. And I'm Ashley French. We're both seniors, and we've got some tips for you. Today we'll be taking on stress. From homework to clubs to working part-time, it's impossible not to be stressed in college. But if you can manage that stress, you'll be able to actually enjoy your time here. You're here to learn, not to die. We've talked to a bunch of students, experts, and alumni, and out of pretty much all of them, time management was key to dealing with your stress in college. Dr. Preeti Shaw from Counseling and Psychological Services, aka CAPS, says that stress affects people differently, but that the symptoms manifest themselves in physical, emotional, cognitive, and behavioral ways. Stress becomes more than just an uncomfortable feeling when it starts to hinder your day-to-day functioning and gets in the way of you being able to complete your tasks. And if it's really bad, a counselor is always on call for emergency situations. If that ever happens, CAPS has a wide variety of services to help you cope and manage your stress. They offer self-help tools, individual and group therapy, and an ongoing four-session stress and anxiety workshop. One of the best things to help you manage your stress is time management. Have in finding the time to get your work done and cross it off a list will help you feel in control of your work. But we get it. It's not always easy. The more difficult thing is balancing your schedule and figuring out what goes where than actually finding time to do it. That's Melanie Weir. She's a theater and creative writing double major with a musical theater minor, works two jobs, and has to squeeze in rehearsals all into her day. But when I'm an actor, typically if I'm sitting off to the side for a break for a few minutes or like other characters are being used in the scene and I'm not right then, I'll typically like sit down and like if I have an easy assignment, I'll just sit, sit there and do the assignment then. And then there's Julia Kaufman. She's a senior with an early childhood special ed and English majors and a minor in music. Well, I have worked at the bookstore since I was a freshman and I'm a senior now. And I had to give that up when I started student teaching this year. I have held three other education internships since sophomore year. And student teaching has been the most demanding because it was twice a week and now it's five days a week. It's pretty difficult to balance prep that I have to do for school and for my, you know, English class or my education class. Weighing what's important is key in managing your time. I think it's just knowing where my priorities are. When dealing with a lot of schoolwork, sometimes that means having your unfun priorities straight. One way is making sure to study every day. As a senior entering the physical therapy grad program, Rob Gluck is dealing with this last year in college as an undergrad while simultaneously starting the road to his doctorate. If you fall behind, it's done for, and it's very important to uh, stay ahead of the game. If it's too much, though, it may be time to reconsider some things. Jeremy Pietruszewski is an alumni with a finance degree, but before he made the switch to the business school, he was also a PT major. Freshman year, when I was still in the PT program, um, it was, well, I didn't live in my dorm, I lived in the library. Part of managing your stress is knowing what's worth the stress in the first place. I didn't have that intrinsic motivation to like go through the hell that was studying for anything science related, especially if it was going to be seven years of my life. So that's kind of why I uh, split away from it and to something else. Sometimes you have to prioritize, and that includes your own well-being too. That seemed to be the prevailing philosophy among many of the people we spoke to. Here's Julia Kaufman. You know, if I have three hours to do something, I'm going to probably do it in an hour because I procrastinate unless I need it done right away. So I think I get into work brain when I absolutely have to be. But other times, you know, I like to think that college should be enjoyed as well as, you know, 
something to be learned from. The best way to be able to enjoy your time here is learning how to manage all the stuff that gets thrown your way. And sometimes that initial plan is what can save you. Breaking up your study time also helps make hours and hours of studying bearable. 40-20 rule uh, is when you study for 40 minutes and then you take a 20-minute break to, you know, do whatever. If you want to watch like a Netflix episode or read a book, something that's not studying, um, then I think that's the the best way to keep yourself mentally capable of all the workload you have to do. And when you don't have the time to even do that, students take the easy way out sometimes. I have used SparkNotes, admittedly. Eventually, though, you do have to sit down and write that paper or study for that big exam. Finding ways to make those times fun and enjoyable as possible can help you bring out your best work, or even just your best attitude to start your work. For Julia, adding a change to your routine helps stir up some study juices. In the spring, it's awesome to go on the green and do homework. Um, what helps me while I'm writing is I'll play like a song on repeat um, that's kind of like bouncy, you know, so that if you start to kind of zone out, then like the song will give you some energy. So junior year, I actually wrote my Shakespeare paper to We Are Number One from Lazy Town. It's also nice to have someone there to offer you some inspiration when you need it. I was talking to the Shia LaBeouf Just Do It video because I was so tired and I needed inspiration. So I looked at the Shia LaBeouf Just Do It video and I was begging Shia to give me more guidance rather than yesterday you said tomorrow. And was he helpful? No, honestly. I guess because I had watched the video hundreds of times before, so I knew exactly what he was going to say. <laughs> or take a tip from Jeremy and gather together a suffering party. Well, I mean, studying sucked, but because everyone else was also in the library, you have you find this like camaraderie of just people that are in agonizing pain with you, and you can relate to that. And so if you're with them, it's much easier than if you're by yourself yourself snapping take some time take some breaths and take a break from your work after i have like a session where i sit down and write for like six hours in the library um i'll like come back to my room and just kind of zone out it takes a lot of thinking to write a lot and to do all that and so i'll put like a stupid cartoon on not having to think real hard during your de-stress time can help reset your brain so silly shows are great for that. If you watch Game of Thrones, you're like on edge the whole time. And if I want to de-stress, I don't want to be on edge the whole time. Do find time to do something that specifically allows you to calm down. Here's Jeremy. The biggest one was definitely the gym. And that was like my me time. I would a lot of times spend like two hours in the gym. Not necessarily because I was because I was working out, but more so just because I want to like hang around that atmosphere. Finding the right atmosphere with the right people can be key in helping you de-stress. Julia found hers with her friends. Coping with stress in a successful way has been, you know, saying to my roommate and sweet mates that, you know, I want to hang out and just kind of stay in and watch a movie or something like that, like just do something fun. I've always thought that Doing fun things so that I don't kind of fall apart is more important than getting everything done. Or sometimes the right atmosphere is just you and Netflix. Freshman year, I think it was finals, and I should have been studying for some class. I forget what it was. Instead of studying for that class, I spent all day watching season four of Bob's Burgers. Finding what de-stresses you may take a while and some trial and error but it's important so that you have something that you can fall back on.
I did mostly like fun clubs, uh, like the the Smash Club. We played Super Smash Bros. and played video games pretty much. It was every Wednesday. It was kind of like a kind of like calm down from coursework. What de-stresses you and takes your mind off of your schoolwork can be something that actually kind of feels like work. I'm the president of Corner Pocket, which is a literary magazine, and in a way, I kind of like working on that. In a way, it's like homework because it's I have to do this, I have to do that, you know, these kind of things. But it's it's fun. So I think finding something productive that you can do that's not homework can also help you kind of not do work, but also not feel like you're wasting your time. Sometimes that not work work ends up being a bit of a hindrance on something in your life, so you may have to watch out for that. As part of her music minor, Julia has been involved in orchestra and even started seat and strings, but they often got drowned out by all the other things in her life. I used to balance that by not practicing. I had my priorities like my mental health, my academics, my job, and then unfortunately music falls lower on the list. In terms of keeping yourself sane during college, sometimes you do have to bite the bullet and make some sacrifices here and there. As long as they can be managed and maybe aren't the same things being sacrificed again and again, you should be able to pull through. Recently, I had a project due the next morning and I was just finishing it up at midnight and then I realized that I'd written the wrong phrase in marker. So I had to restart the entire project, which had taken me like three days to do, and I had to do it through the night. Balance is key, so don't push things too late and don't lie to yourself about when you'll get stuff done. I can say from experience, I have a roommate who would always do her lab reports the night before they were due. And she would always say, oh, it's because I've been busy during the week. That Netflixing all in bed totally means you can do your lab report. Disrupting your sleep schedule like that hurts you in the long run, too. Yeah, I definitely stay up later than I should. Julia doesn't always watch the clock on the nights before her internship. It's not like cramming for my 11 o'clock class the next day. It's I'm going to bed after midnight and I need to be up at 6 a.m. But she tries. Well, now that I've been having the same sleep schedule every night with going to my internship five days a week, it's easier to prepare myself to be, you know, in my room at 1030 or at 10 or whenever. Throughout your time here at Seton Hall, you will have your ups and downs academically. When you're having some of those downs, there are plenty of places that you can go to get help. That's the beauty of the services provided by the university. SHU offers tutors and residents, academic counseling, the Academic Resource Center, and more. The biggest resource available to every student is Walsh Library. I definitely love going to the library when I really need to focus because it helps me just get in that mindset. It kind of forces me to do work. I like going with friends so that I feel pressure, like, okay, people are going to judge me if I'm not productive, so I need to be productive. The library has almost everything you need to succeed as a student. As a library worker, Ashley knows all the ways the library can help new students out. So a really big thing is that people come to the library mainly to use our study rooms. Unfortunately, due to the Writing Center being in the library at the moment, we've lost a couple of study rooms, so it makes it a bit harder to get a room. But maybe hiding amongst the shelves isn't for you, and you need a conversation to get you going on a paper. That's where the Writing Center steps in. As a Writing Center tutor, Annie's seen almost everything and knows firsthand how impactful even one session can be at the center. More or less, the Writing Center's mission is to make you a better writer, and each appointment you have with a tutor will be different. 
based on what you need and what will be helpful to you. Writing is hard. It's really difficult and becoming a good writer and developing good writing habits takes time and a lot of it's hard and it takes a lot of trial and error. Melanie Weir is also a tutor at the Writing Center. What we're more here for is to look at the quality of your writing and the way you're going about writing and to try to teach you how to be a better writer through the use of your papers. And if you need help in something other than writing in English, there's Tutors in Residence, or TIRs. Covering almost every subject, the tutors are there to help those who need a little one-on-one time. Joe Nalbone is a senior biochem major in tutors in various science courses. So the whole point is to have tutors in the uh, freshman residence halls of Boland and Aquinas. And we tutor, um, we have eight-hour weekly requirement, and at least half those hours have to be after 8 o'clock. Most of them go until about midnight, um, but we can make our own schedules. TIRs can help students on a range of topics, from physics to English to business to philosophy. If you need specific help in a subject, they're a great resource and are your peers so they know what you're going through. But if you want a bit more official help, you can always reach out to your professors. They're there to help you if you need an extra boost. Ask questions in class and go to their office hours. Tell them you're confused, get to know them, ask for help. Plus, if you're on their good side, you can gain their sympathy. I was absolutely terrible in statistics for science majors, and so I struggled real hard all semester, was around a B average, took the midterm, and got a 35. Denise Donnelly is a senior biology major, and taking the time to meet with her professor frequently ended up saving her grade. She felt so bad for me, not for the students who got 50s, just for me who got a 35, that she let me retake the midterm, and I ended up getting a 90, and I ended up getting a B in the class. Sometimes professors are willing to go the extra mile and sign up to help students on a more personal level. Enter academic success coaches. These professors, like Marisa Case, are assigned to individual students and work with them on whatever they need. It's really according to the students' needs. So there's sometimes it's about time management with some students. Sometimes students want to do this because they didn't do well the semester before and want to do better. Um, Some students think they really did poorly the semester before, but they didn't, and they just want to boost. Hopefully you've picked up on some tips and tricks on how to manage your college workload and some ideas on what to do when you can't. There are a lot of ways to manage your stress, so just take some time to figure out what works for you, and you'll make it through. Those therapy dogs for finals during the fall semester has really helped. You've been listening to You Should Know, a podcast about life at Seton Hall University. You can subscribe to the series on iTunes. It's produced by the podcasting class in the College of Communication and the Arts and edited by Nancy Solomon. Next episode, regrets. I regret how I handled myself in my sophomore year. I'm Annie Madden. And I'm Ashley French. Thanks for listening.